You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. The following story came to us from Oakland, California, at an event where the theme was lawbreaking. I was six years old. I was in the first grade, and my parents were divorced, and my father raised me all alone. I don't think he had a girlfriend at this time, so I was a latchkey kid in the first grade. My elementary school was about seven blocks away from my house, and I had a key that I had to wear around my neck because, you know, I was six-year-old. And I walked the seven blocks from my house to school and back every day. This was in the mid-'80s. Nintendo was all the craze, and I had every Nintendo game that there was. I was also not so good at making friends, probably because of my sense of humor. (laughs) But because I had every single Nintendo game in the world, everybody wanted to come to my house and play Nintendo, and it was definitely against the rules. But I, I said, fuck the rules, and I frequently I would have friends over to my house, and my dad, he sensed that something was up, and he, he uh, engaged my neighbor, who was a, an old portly man, I don't remember his name, to check in on me every now and again. Now, I'm also very forgetful, so more often than not, I would leave my keys at home and have to rely on the portly neighbor to let me in, and this was not a good track record for a six-year-old with a key around his neck. Um, My father, updated by the portly man as to my inability to bring the keys, said to me, he said, you know what, Chris? You're six years old and you're home alone very frequently. We cannot have you forgetting your keys anymore. And it's happening more often than not. So the next time you forget your keys at home and I hear from the portly man that he had to let you in, I'm going to get you a babysitter. Uh, You were all six years old at one point in your lives, guys. (laughs) And the last thing you wanted was a babysitter, Um, especially if you tasted freedom the way that I had. (laughs) Inevitably, I forgot my keys. But I knew that if I went to the neighbor and I said I need to be let in because I forgot my key again, I would have to suffer the consequences. So I made a decision. I broke into my house. <laughs> but now I lived in a row house, kind of like a townhouse, but not anywhere near as fancy. It was just bricks. The window to my bedroom was the most accessible. It was on the first floor, but it was still raised a little bit. So I had to lift my six-year-old body up by standing on a milk carton and you know, try to pull out the screen. And of course, if anyone's ever tried to break into a house, you know it's hard to make it look like it never happened. It was one of those cranky windows, and I was able to pull it and got into my room, and lo and behold, the the screen and the window were all completely destroyed, and, you know, I didn't know how to fix that. I still don't know how to fix that. (laughs) So I had to make another decision. As I said, the window that I broke into was in my bedroom, and my bedroom had a lock on the door. I could lock from the outside. That means that my, my dad could lock me in the bedroom, but I couldn't lock him out. Uh, I know, right? It's horrible. <laughs> so I closed my door and then put on my burglar hat and trashed my room. <laughs> I 
knocked over my Legos. I threw my stereo on the ground. I took the $46 that I had saved up and threw it away. Threw it away. I called my father on the telephone and I told him, I said, Dad, we were robbed. I just got home, I opened the door, for some reason, my bedroom door was locked. He said, stay where you are, I'm calling the police. (laughs) About 20 minutes later, the police show up, the portly man sticks his head out the door to see what's going on. My dad showed up about 15 minutes later and I I was crying. The police asked me what happened. I said, I don't know. I got home and my stuff's all over the place. What's missing? I had $42. <laughs> it's gone. Well, they didn't touch anything else in the house. I know. <laughs> I know. My door was locked. Well, okay. There was not a look of distrust. There was only trust that a six-year-old could not pull off such a ruse. (laughs) And I got away with it. Nobody ever found out. Until about four years later. By this time, my father had married his current wife, and she had a daughter who was my age, stepsister Diana. And Diana and I played lots of games. One of them is called Girl Talk. Any of you guys know about girl talk? Yeah? You're sitting there telling all your secrets? Yeah. And the question comes up, the inevitable question, name something that you did that you never got caught doing. I was either 10 or 11 at this time. It was probably fifth grade. And I was just like, ooh, this is the only thing I can think of that I ever got away with because I'm usually pretty shitty at these things. So I told my sister and her friend Laura about my break-in. And she immediately went and told my father. <laughs> immediately. Like, within, within about a minute and a half. And I was grounded for three weeks. Four years after the fact. All for a simple burglary. And that's my story. True Story is produced by Will Rogers, Daniel Steinbach, Kevin Townsend, and me, Xandra Clark. Our theme music is by Daniel Steinbach. Coming up next on True Story. I see Chris and his like bodyguard come down the stairs. They see the courtyard's empty. The bodyguard waves goodbye, heads back to his room, and Chris is alone in the courtyard. My opportunity comes. We're not that big on social media, so if you want to learn more about True Story or to host your own True Story party, head over to our website, truestorytime.org. We always love hearing from you. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open. A life that's led is something gold. I've been alone, I've been.